Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week of the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment for the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, June the 23rd. And you're listening to this, we're recording on Monday. Uh, and we are going to continue our All 32 series. Reminder, if you've got a question about a team that we haven't covered yet, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. We will answer any questions that are five-star questions, including uh, which alcoholic drink are all the NFL super friends, myself, Ryan Wilson, John Breach, Chell White, and Ruff, which was answered on Monday, despite me not being on the show. Uh, very frustrating that they would do that without me. I, I'm assuming I was an IPA or some snooty IPA or something like that, or a, a tall glass of bourbon. Uh, Debo can tell me in a minute. Uh, joining us now to talk about the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, despite being in Charlotte still, good friend of the program, Jordan Roderick. Jordan, what's going on? Not much, man. You know, getting ready to move uh, in a pandemic. So cool. I – you know, I, I hear you're back from vacation and I am pretty jealous and you <laughs> definitely have the vacation. Look, I very smartly have my video off so you can't see just how stressed I am. <laughs> but <laughs> I definitely am catching vacation vibes from, from your screen and I'm pretty jealous. Yeah. I, uh, I got, I got some, I got a little sun going on. Um, haven't shaved in, in several months. Where I've worn the same like three t-shirts over the last week. It's been, it's been nice. Uh, but we're back to business now. Have you, have you like dove in on the Rams? Like, or do you yeah. feel, cause you have oh, tons yeah. of free time, right? I mean, well, not real. I mean, cause I'm, I'm moving. So like right. the free time, not so much, but, and I've been working on, I, I know you guys have saw, seen that I worked on a couple of those big, um, NFL level NFL stories more right. broadly with the player video. Oh, you did, yeah, yeah. We did a great that. job. Yeah. You and uh and uh friend of the program Lindsay Jones did Yeah, uh, she's awesome. Um she's the best. Yeah. And, and so we we've we've been working on those uh for the last couple of weeks. But you know, I I had mentioned off the pot off the recording a little bit earlier, like I this job was in the works for me for a while. And so I started to beef up a little bit. My beat partner also or my he's my editor now, but um Rich Hammond, he also sent me like a, a introductory guide to the beat, which, which was so awesome of him to do. Um, and so I, I've been studying them for, for a while. And then obviously they're the Rams. So they've been very interesting for a while, um, you know, since Jeff Fisher left pretty much. And so, um, you know, Sean McVay also is the type who it's very, he's very, you learn and you glean something every time he, he speaks. He seems um, like he's interested in letting, letting people learn. Yeah. And one of the things I like about him is he, he actually is frustrated when there's like questions aren't 
super aren't specific. Like he, and I wouldn't say frustrated because that sounds negative, but he, but I, I think he really relishes getting into details and really discussing details. And he's one of those guys where I think there's a, there's a fair amount of paranoia. Like there is with every NFL coach in the league, but with him, it's, it's like, I was just on a call. This is another thing that was cool about the access difference. Like they've been great about my access. And so I was just on a call with, um, he was, he was speaking, he was doing a chalk talk with like a hundred football coaches in Southern California wow. and, they let, and they let me be on it. That's awesome. And, and like these chalk talks, this is when you get into X's and O's of what your team is doing. And normally NFL coaches are like, Oh my gosh, no, do not reveal anything because someone will be in this zoom chat and Bill Belichick's in the ceiling somewhere and like, don't <laughs> do it. And so, but, but Sean was really cool and he was, he was really getting into some details and, and obviously one of the ones that I found really helpful was um, the, you know, the importance of play action and their offense. And when you have it and your offense is working versus when Todd Gurley is hurt, you don't have it and it's not working and, and things like that. And so I, I really have appreciated his detail oriented approach because for me, part of the appeal of going to a beat like this is you are, you are moving to a space where every single day you are not just covering, but you're also learning from as a reporter and as a football geek, you're learning from somebody who is setting trends um, on a yearly basis within the league. You mentioned Todd Gurley and I, I was reading, I can't remember what it was the other day, but do, do you, I mean, Todd Gurley was hurt, right? Like, Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much the company line on it. And whether it was, was hurt, needed extra time to rest, couldn't really get into a rhythm because maybe some pain was coming up. Maybe some mobility issues were coming up. Um, you know, th- their injuries can be, especially in the knee can be so, um, ambiguous in terms of one day you're feeling okay. And the next day you might not be feeling okay. Or someone hits it wrong and you have this like searing pain and you can't use it as effectively as you, you could before. And so I see, you know, I know he passed his physical in Atlanta and that's great. And I know that he has been, I've seen him, you know, playing basketball with cam and also, you know, lifting the weights with the knee and and all of that. And I think that's fantastic because I think all of us just want to see people be successful um, in this league, but, but really it wasn't, it wasn't working. There was no rhythm because the ambiguous nature of the knee last year, it just wasn't, there was no rhythm. They couldn't get into a rhythm and defenses were no longer holding them accountable or they were no longer being held accountable by the run. And so then that meant they weren't being fooled by the play action. That meant they weren't able to develop the longer plays, the the longer passing plays. That meant they also um, were taking, were, were taking away layers of their own offense on any given play. That meant that they, they just were discombobulated in a lot of ways. And, and I think, you know, part of that is when you're discombobulated, and this is, I know we're talking about Gurley, but when you're discombobulated in a lot of ways, you need to have a quarterback who has autonomy and has ownership of the offense. And so I think that's a lot of why Sean brought in Kevin O'Connell was because Kevin O'Connell is going to work directly with Goff, with Jared Goff to get, allow him to be able to have more autonomy in what happens if something completely breaks down mm-hmm. or more control over and more ownership over I am confident in running this and I see this with my own eyes and I'm not just sort of like getting dialogue in the headset. Yeah. Right. Right. So in other words, like if the Rams weren't set up through what Sean McVay was seeing and saying to Jared Goff, like it's like uh, a Tecmo Super Bowl, you would call a play 
And if the defense called the right play, you're just kind of screwed. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like, like Jared Goff wasn't going to get there and have a bunch of like different checks. And I mean, maybe he would occasionally auto. Is that, is that, is that kind of on the lines of what you're saying? That's kind of what I'm thinking. And I think that, you know, I, I was reading too. And, and like part of me too, cause I'm, I'm obviously catching up, you know, on years of, of, you know, not actually seeing these guys every day, but sure. I, mean, I was reading about, you know, something that Bill Belichick did that really was creative against them in the Super Bowl was he, that their defense would wait until the headset was cut off and then the, the defense would, would change and then force yeah. Jared to rearrange. And so that's, that's obviously very smart. That's something that you don't, if you're a head coach, you don't want to have all the information presented and then like push your quarterback off a cliff at that point. Like you want right. the quarterback to also be, having ownership of what he's seeing and not just sort of whether he's instructed to just follow what McVeigh was saying or whether he, um, you know, was kind of questioning his own, his own eyes, whatever was happening. He's growing. He's, he's still processing. He's developing. Um, he's, he's really in this sort of adulthood quarterback phase now where he has to, um, I think mature and take, um, ownership of this offense and autonomy within it in a lot of ways. And I think that's part of it. Like you, when the headset cuts off, what are you seeing? And you need to trust yourself. And I think Kevin O'Connell um, was brought in specifically to help with those types of things, um, which will be a really interesting dynamic because again, it goes back to Sean McVay. Like he, he's, he's seeing where he needs to change early. And I think that's, that's a really interesting way of, of coaching. And you would think that that's how all coaching would be, but it is not. And so um, it's, it's been interesting to see that. Yeah. I mean, look at Mike Zimmer's offense last year. Um, and, I'd rather and, and, not. <laughs> It'll be fast. But, no, but, it, and it's, but it was a similar system, you know, because Kevin Sapansky is running. Yeah. Gary Kubiak, you know, brought in, which is what the Shanda clan ran, you know, in Washington, what Mike, you know, I mean, Kyle was Gary Kubiak's offensive coordinator in, in, in Houston. So like, it's all the same offense and it, but I think like you can't just, so I guess just to wrap up on the offense, actually I have two questions on the offense. Sorry. We're they're going longer than we probably planned, but um, like, do you, in watching these games, where do you, do you pin the blame on the offense on golf? Does, do you think it's on Gurley in the rhythm? Is it maybe on the offensive line? Cause it felt like the offensive line took a massive step back last year from, from 2000 and uh, 2018. Yeah, they did. They took a step back. And, and what I hear is like, they, they want to give these guys time to progress with each other and, and learn each other's sort of body tells and how to wordlessly communicate and develop a little bit more. For me, I don't think you can pin that blame on any one person or any one position group, because I think that when you have specifically those three position groups not perform consistently or uh, there to be sort of a, a flaw in the Death Star in some way, like right. you, you can't, you can't assign blame to one of those guys. Those are all such key cogs that have to work in unison and have to complement each other at all times. You know, the run setting up the pass, um, the run setting up the play action that sets up a lot of what they do um, in their offense. And, and then the offensive line, of course, having to be a stalwart and, and none of those things ever were quite in unison. You saw it sometimes working, but consistently through the season, that was what bit them was the inconsistency of, of some of those pieces at, at different times, at varying times, not, not working the way that they should. All right. Let's take a quick break and then we will talk about the defense for the Rams. 
The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What uh? What do we think about this Rams defense? What What is it going to look like? You mentioned that you think Staley's going to do a bunch of different things. Does that mean like putting Jalen Ramsey uh, like inside on the nickel or like what? Like what? What are we talking about here? I love that you teed me up for that because you know that I love talking about position flexibility, especially in defensive backs, and I just appreciate that about you, Will. Honestly, I think right. um, I'm really excited to see that. I, I like first of all. I want to be clear, like they really will need help on the inside. They don't have a starting inside linebacker right now. Um, and you know, they, they're going to be pretty multiple. So they, they don't necessarily need to, they can continue this competition on the inside a little bit, um, as they continue through the year, because it's a lot of young sort of field unproven guys on the inside. So, you know, what are you going to do when, you know, George Kittle comes to town? And is just seeing this open middle of the field and is like, oh, you know, I've never heard of that guy who's going to be guarding me. Well, you put Jalen Ramsey on him and you play in the nickel. And I think that this is going to be really, really exciting because Jalen, we know he did this all throughout his career at Florida State. We know that he has the ability to be versatile. They also are like pretty cornerback happy in in terms of starting caliber corners. They have enough so that if you put Jalen Ramsey on the inside to combat some of these middle field threats and some of these larger, um, you know, receivers and tight ends who will are, you know, are kind of back in vogue and putting them in the middle of the field. Um, you also can put a starting caliber corner on the outside so that you're not sort of limping there in that option. And so they're, they're kind of ex- at a wealth right now in terms of what, what they can do in the defensive backfield and sort of the versatility they can do. But I do think it's, it's also um, because in part they're at a little bit of a dearth, um, you know, at inside linebacker, you know, minus Corey Littleton and um, you know, spoiler alert, they're going to still be very good up front as well. So Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald. Yeah. Like I can't wait to cover that guy. Um, I mean, he, he was on zoom with us for a little bit and it was so funny because he, um, you know, they ha- he hadn't had an availability yet since the spring began. And, and so he put a picture of himself flexing behind as his Zoom background because he was like, I wanted to, I wanted you guys to all make sure that you knew I was still working. And we were like, you know, Aaron, like literally nobody doubted that you were still working. Yeah. Pretty sure we, pretty sure we knew you were still, you know, getting your workouts in two, is it three, two or three time defensive player of the year? Is it three? Is it th- we have it three at this point. I think we are at three. We gotta be. I'm on quarantine and vacation brain. Like I don't give a crap if like what I get right or wrong at this point, which is, I mean, I do care. I do care. I'm just kidding. But, um, 
It's at three because he's at season. He's six years into his career, which is kind of crazy. I mean, it's it's wild. And so Aaron Aaron still becomes a key, making sure that they are uh, freeing him up a little bit better than they were last year. It was something like sixty seven percent of his pass rush attempts were against double teams. Two time. So, two time. I'm wrong. Two time. Well, this year it'll be three. I mean, really, it doesn't. I mean, he's going to have ten by the time he retires. Like, it's fine. Oh, well, oh, you know, it's it's two time defensive player and then defensive rookie. That's what screwed me up. So I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. My bad. I accept your apology. What is a good season for the Rams, Jordan? I think, I think a good season for anybody is like existing. Honestly. <laughs> With health and safety, I think, being the, the key terms here, like a healthy, safe season for everybody uh, and the fact that it would exist. You know, I, I have – I have, I, I don't really necessarily think they take a step back. I think the problem is last year they took a step back and everyone else in the division took a step forward. And so, to me, they're kind of making up a little bit of lost ground this year, and I, and I don't think you can rush that. With the new with a new defensive coordinator and no feasible plan at inside linebacker, um, and I you know I hope one of these guys develops, and they think that they can do that. And Brandon Staley has a lot of you know history coaching linebackers, so I think that they think that a, a guy will like shine through and start to sort of come of age. But um, you know I don't know. I think nine and seven is like really optimistic. Um, mm. But again, like you're talking about this this space. This division just cannibalizes itself consistently. Um, I think nine and seven is optimistic. I've heard seven and nine. Um, I think if they're around that, like sort of middle ground, you can say, "Hey, we 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 were adjusting to our new personnel, our new defense. Our, you know, we're you know we're in a pandemic. We couldn't practice together." And I think that's fine. I think all of that's fine. But you can't continue to lose ground on the rest of your division. And I think that's where the big concern is right now. Yeah, and I mean, like Arizona got so much better. Yeah, San Francisco is looks like they'll be awesome again. Um, Seattle is Seattle. It's yeah. The Rams could finish last in the division. It wouldn't be surprising at all. Yeah, and and they could finish last with like a medium record, which would be like a steal for the team that I just came from. Honestly, <laughs> they, not to be mean, but kind of yeah. But um, oh, I mean, the, the rough Panthers, couple years. The Panthers won multiple division titles with. It's like 500 or worse records, right? While you were there? Yeah. Uh, not while I was there, but they, they went to the playoffs once and then I covered a six and 10 and I covered the slide in 2018 and the slide in 2019. And they, then. Well, no, they, let's see. They, they went to the playoffs at seven, eight and one in 2014. Yeah. And I then, wasn't there. Oh, okay. You weren't there then. Yeah. Then, were you there for the, Title or the I came yeah. right after the Super Bowl. I got there in 2016. Oh, well, maybe Panthers fans, maybe the Panthers will finally turn it around. Yeah, and <laughs> I accept all credit, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just it's, kidding. It's, well, we talk about, I talk about like Ben Volan. Like, everywhere Ben Volan goes, like, really weird stuff happens. Like, yeah, I see that. I the see Dolphins that. in Incognito, the Patriots and all their gates, and Aaron Hernandez. He was there for Tim Tebow at Florida. Just, I mean, yeah, like. So yeah, maybe maybe the Rams will go uh, six and ten this year. Yeah, and and you know maybe the Panthers will be uh, win two games. Maybe maybe the Panthers will go fifteen and one again. I'd I'd be kind of like I'd be happy for them. I'd be kind of mad personally that I didn't <laughs> that I wasn't covering it. <laughs> yeah. That's it's not gonna happen. I, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Um, no, uh, I think I think the Rams, I think the Rams are sort of a sneaky team in this division because 
I do think that people are going to pick them to finish last. Yeah. And like if, if these, if these coaching changes work and golf could take a, a little bit of a step back to where he was in 2018 and the offensive and like people, to me, people are sleeping on Daryl Henderson. I think he's a really good player. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are, are awesome receivers. They have Everett and Higby who can catch the ball. And if the defense, you know, can, can be above average, like they can certainly be a playoff team, but yeah, yeah, I I think there's a five, five win four there. Yeah. And you know, I don't think in terms of, you know, people kind of overlooking a lot of their personnel and a lot of, and ruling them out in a lot of ways, like they, even on paper, they aren't as good as they actually are. And I, and I say that, I know that's really weird to say, but you have guys who are, coming in like Cam Akers, they're going to run a one-two punch with Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. And I feel like it's going to look very Ingram Camara 2017. Mm. And I think that's extremely exciting because if you pass as much as the Saints did and you still have that one-two punch and you can do that with Goff, Akers, guys that you, you know, two running backs that you don't have to pay quickly. And you also have this defense that is badass uh and it will only get better um you know as Brenda Staley gets his feet under him like and and a very underrated receivers group I mean they are that's a great receivers group and they are extremely underrated I think across the league um and really your big issue is your offensive line and you kind of wonder you know what that's going to look like but I I mean they they're even better you you put all these names down on paper you're like oh that's a pretty good roster but I think they're actually better than they look I, I agree with you. I think I think they might be better than they look, and yet I'm still not that enthused about their season. Uh, I mean, are we? Are any of us? I mean, are we excited by anything? <laughs> like, no, no. Are you yeah. excited about moving? Probably not. No, I mean, I'm I am excited to get to to LA because I love you know I love the West Coast, but I right. I mean I'm very I'm feeling very existential with I, this pandemic. Yeah. It, it, that is perfectly acceptable. You should be anxious and existential and, and all, and all of those things right now, to be perfectly frank. But, um, but you know what? Uh, the last time you appeared on this podcast, you got a, you got a new job like two days later. So I'm sure your, your new move will go swimmingly. You always catch me at the right time. It's pretty great. That's right. Uh, Jordan Roderick, uh, always a pleasure. Reader at The Athletic. Uh, on the ramps now. You should be the Panthers. Follow on Twitter at Jordan Roderick. And uh, hopefully we will uh, be able to hang out and get a beer soon. That'd be great. Well, thanks for having me. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.